This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on today? Hope the day is treating you well. Wanted to let you know the podcast is proudly brought to you by Muskoka Spray Foam Insulation. If you need your home spray foamed, be sure to check out msfi.ca today. Drew and the crew over at Muskoka are waiting for you to help you with your spray foam needs. Be sure to check out msfi.ca today. We're also proudly brought to you by Boone Contracting. They pride themselves on excellent customer service and quality workmanship. They specialize in every aspect of contracting, residential or commercial, from complete custom renovations, decks, fencing and more. Be sure to check out boonecontracting.ca. Are you ready to go offside? Because it's Offside Hockey Talk with your host, James Roberts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another awesome episode of Offside Hockey Talk. Sitting down today with the number third overall pick in the NWHL draft, Carly Jackson. Carly, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me today. Not a worry at all. Well, very excited to talk to you, obviously going third overall to the Buffalo Buttes and then signing the deal. We all watched the video of you talking about that. How did that all come together, and uh, are you excited to get down to Buffalo? Yeah, awesome. I'm just so excited to be playing hockey next year and, and so happy to be signing with the Buttes. Um, I've heard nothing but amazing things about that organization, and once I got in contact with them, I just I was hooked, so... Um, I'm pretty pretty pumped that I got to sign with them, and I was drafted by them. It's quite an honor, so um, I also can't wait to get out to Buffalo and, and get to work. No, definitely. Well, I was talking to Ryan Burgess, their PA announcer, yesterday, and he said you're going to fit right in because, you know, where they play their games is in Amherstville, so you're from Amherst, Nova Scotia, so it's a pretty easy fit. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, um, it's actually funny. I was out there for the World Championships in 2015 with Team Canada, and uh, there was an afternoon where we were able to spend time with our family. And my parents took a drive, and we went out to the same Emirates, New York. So um, it's pretty neat to be heading back there, and it's, it's, uh, it, feels like, it feels like full circle. Now, there's another fellow Blue Noser drafted by the Butte. Obviously, Autumn was drafted there as well, I do believe. And I'm wondering, have you had any contact with her? Are you guys going to team up and be a powerhouse for uh, Nova Scotia? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, Otto and I have been texting the past couple of weeks, just uh, discussing plans and and uh, and just you know seeing what the each is doing. But uh, no, it's it's definitely a draw for me that that she's hoping to go there too. I think she's an amazing player. Um, her and I actually played together for Team Nova Scotia for many years when we were in our teenage years, and we played um, like Team Atlantic and uh, we went to Canada games together. So. We have quite a history, so I'm really looking forward to playing against her, or 
my friend. Now, since you've been drafted by the Buttes, has anybody else reached out from the organization? Um, yeah, I've been in, in matter of contact with people. I'm just kind of waiting for, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on in terms of signings and, and drafts right now, so um, I'm sure they're kind of getting their ducks in a row, and then, um, you know, my plan is to keep training and then um, show up to training camp when, whatever that may be. No, definitely. Well, I look at um, you know you coming on to the the NWHL draft, going third overall. Now, when you're sitting there getting ready for the draft, obviously with everything going on with COVID nineteen, it makes it a little difficult to do anything live or in person. Um, did you have a sense of where you're going to go, or did you have any uh, feelings? Yeah, so I actually um, fortunately they called us before the draft and they let us know um, where what was going on. So. Um, I actually got a call a couple of days before saying, hey, we drafted you first, or in the first round, um, you're our first pick, you're going third overall. And, um, so I kind of got the chance to celebrate then, but uh, it didn't quite feel real until I saw that announcement. And I was sitting around the kitchen table with my family, and we all watched it pop up, and I had no idea about how they were doing the draft with the celebrity announcements and things. So when Pat LaFontaine announced my name, I was just freaking out, and um, my parents were so excited, and we were all just cheering and celebrating, and um, honestly, it was, it was so well done, and um, just hearing my name officially be called and all that, it was just, it was incredible. No, it was, a, it was a really neat night, the way they put everything together, I really liked it, um, especially, you know, in this tough time, it made not just for something that was great to watch, but just to see the backstories and read all the bios, and everyone was really involved and invested in it, which was great. I'm wondering for you, watching the NWHL now grow into Toronto, what do you think this league needs to do to gain a bigger foothold and just to keep the exposure growing? I think the biggest thing is honestly, they've just been steady in terms of, um, you know, to keep trying to get support for, for these players and, and for, to get these players seen. Right, I think um, I think it was a, a website Twitch um, sponsored the league this year, and I think that was just huge because now it allows people to see the game. It's being broadcasted. Um, I mean, I think that any any fan of women's hockey or anybody who's watched um, elite level hockey and um, at the women's level, I, I think from at least my experience, they're, they don't leave unimpressed. Right, um, so. If we can get fans, we can get young girls, and then people seeing the game, um, I don't think that they'll be disappointed. So I think really moving forward is just getting that exposure, um, getting women talking on the map. I think is really the biggest step forward. No, it definitely is, and I mean, you look at what happened at the All Star Game for the NHL this past year, and the best part about it was Canada versus U.S. The women's game; it had all the buzz. Everybody's talking about it, even before and then after it. So you can see what it can do. What it, you capture lightning right there. Um, I think they should have something of their own next year for women's hockey. You know, their own kind of All Star Game and all the skills comp and everything, because everybody was really into it. I have a seven-year-old daughter who watched it from start to finish. She was all pumped up when I was telling her about the NWHL draft. She wanted to watch all the videos and let her stay up to do it. So you guys are doing something amazing and awesome, I have to say that, and you're really capturing the imaginations of young ones already. Thank you so much. It's actually um, we, uh, or when the All-Star game was going on and, and the women were on there. Um, so when I was playing for Maine, we were in a hotel and we actually just came back from a game or some sort of activity. I, I can't remember if it was a game or practice, but um, we're staying in the hotel, and it was on the TV in the lobby. 
So there's, you know, 23 or 24 of us. We're all packed into this couch, <laughs> and we watched the whole thing. <laughs> so it's, it's cool to see that, that kind of exposure just at every age group. I mean, um, you know, we're really, like, it's nice to see just young girls and older girls and just everyone so bought into it, and it's just so exciting for the women's game and female athletes and just um, the league in general. It's just amazing to see it grow so much. No, it definitely is. Well, one thing that we're definitely looking forward to next year, it was supposed to be this year, but is the Women's World Hockey Championship. It's supposed to be here in Halifax and Truro, obviously right in your backyard. Um, are you looking forward to next year, and are you on the radar, or do you want to make those teams, or what's the deal for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would be a huge, huge thing to be able to make that team and play in that tournament. But, uh, you know, ultimately, I think just hosting the world here in Halifax is, it's just an excellent idea, I think. Um, Halifax and Nova Scotia just have been um, a breeding ground for great hockey players for, for a long time, I think. And, and women's hockey has grown so much here in Nova Scotia. So I really think that hosting the world is just going to be amazing. And I know that Halifax and Toronto are going to be um, incredible with, with how they play the event. They always do a great job hosting. So um, I just think that that's totally a step in the right direction um, in terms of exposure and Hopefully we can get as many people out there as we can to, to see these girls play. Well, I know it's going to be a big and deal. Hopefully, uh, I'll be competing there myself. <laughs> well, if you are, we definitely will have to get something set up in person and talk to you about it when you're in <laughs> town. But I will say that, you know, before everything went to a pause, there was a lot of buzz around the Women's World Hockey Championship. Even the guys over on the Spit and Chicklets podcast where we're going to come down and there's going to be things done that way. And you just look at the interactions. I mean, you look at the NWHL draft, for instance, that just happened. You look at the Boston Bruins with just the simple eyeball tweet to look and the reaction it got and just mm-hmm. how it exploded. It shows you that, you know, there should be almost symbiotic relationships between whatever big league team is in town. So the Buffalo Sabres with the Buttes, you know, just a little bit of a rub together and it makes something more, you know, just more eyes get onto it. And I think that's all that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So when the World Hockey Championship for the women does get down here to Halifax, I hope it explodes. I mean, look at the Memorial Cup, how that has grown. I think the same thing can happen with the NWHL and women's hockey in general. And, you know, you guys are leading the charge. It's, I, I'm just blown away. It's absolutely awesome. And like I said, I'll keep going back to it. My seven-year-old is always asking me when the next game is. So hopefully it gets back to normal soon as well. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? It's, it's uh, those young kids aspiring to be um, aspiring to be hockey players. I think that that's, that's, what, it's, that's what it's for, so it's, it's so good to hear. Well, speaking of aspiring to be hockey players, what got you into hockey at an early age? And so I was motivated by my dad, actually. I didn't start playing until, I mean, I guess it would be older for um, most Canadian kids, but I didn't start playing until I was nine. Um so my dad played, like, uh, Sunday morning hockey, and um, so we would always go and watch him and, and things like that, and he was he was always my hero, so he played hockey, and I was like, okay, well, I want to play hockey as soon as I can, but um, he made sure I knew how to skate first, <laughs> so I had to do that for a year, and then uh, once I got a little bit older, he, uh, he let me put on the skates, and I actually started out as a forward, and then I uh, was playing for, like, an Ava Test team, and they needed a goalie, so we all took turns. And uh, so I strapped on the pad, and I absolutely loved it. And then that night after my very first game with the pad, or, uh, in net, um, I actually went to bed with all the gear on. So my parents came in the middle of the night like to check on me, and uh, 
there's a huge lump in the bed. What the heck? And they realized <laughs> I was wearing all the gear. Uh, <laughs> so you just fell in love with the position right off the hop. Yeah, it was pretty immediate. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, you know, a lot of people, when they play the game, they have people they aspire to. I'm wondering for you, who do you model your game after, and who are guys or gals that you uh, watch and say, I want to do that, or I need to learn how they did that, or how they see this? Who are some of those people for you? Mm-hmm. Well, I think growing up, um, a lot of the people I looked up to were quite local. So um, there's one athlete, Chris, uh, Christy Brown. So her and I actually became pretty good friends, but I remember um, watching her when, when I was, uh, I think I was a couple years younger than her, and we were just going through the system together, the biopsy system, and I remember watching her skate, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to be like her, she's so cool. <laughs> and then um, we ended up training together as we got older and as teenagers, and now we're pretty good friends. Um, and then another another athlete that I looked up to a lot was Kristen Wolf. Um, she played for the St. Thomas uh, Tommies, so she was there, and she was an amazing goaltender for them, and I remember... My dad would take me over to Mount A, and we would watch them play against uh, the Mounties, and I just thought she was the coolest. So um, those were two two goalies that I really looked up to at a young age. And then now that I've gotten a little bit older, um, a big influence, I think, on my game is is watching elite goaltenders skate. So um, fortunately, I've gotten a chance to train with um, Jake Allen through Alexander Goaltending. Um, so I've kind of got to see the process of how he works. And I just think it's incredible. Um, he just works his butt off, and um, he's so precise and so um, just really driven in his movements. Like, every movement has a purpose, so I, I just love watching that. I try to soak up as much as I could from him, um, but he, he's amazing. And I really enjoy watching uh, Jonathan Quinn. I think he's just such an athletic skater, uh, so he's just fun to watch. Yeah, Jonathan Quick's definitely a battler, and, you know, Jake Allen's definitely a beast himself. Um, for you, for your style, I mean, do you consider yourself, you know, uh, you know, kind of like quick, where he, you know, gets really low to see the puck and just, just absolutely athletic with everything he does, or are you more of a, a stationary, reactionary kind of goaltender? Um, I actually, two years ago, I would have told you that I was more of a stationary, reactionary goalie, but uh, I made quite a few uh, significant adjustments in my game where. Um, the reality is, is I'm only 5'5", five five, so <laughs> I'm a pretty small goalie. Um, so I've had to learn basically how to appear bigger than I actually am. Um, so now I consider myself, I like to think that I move like Jake Allen um, for the most part, but when I need to, in kind of a desperation mode, then that's kind of when I turn into a Johnny Quick. <laughs> <laughs> so for yourself, obviously, uh, you know, you're a Nova Scotia kid. Um, you have Sidney Crosby, you have Nathan McKinnon, uh, Colorado and Pittsburgh. Do you root for any team in the NHL, or are you kind of all over the map like a lot of Nova Scotia kids are? Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of teams. It's, it's really good to see the local guys doing so well. I mean, Crosby's been an icon for so many years, and I think you know, pretty much everybody around here cheers for him. I mean, he just does so, so much good in the community, and it's just so fun to watch as a hockey player. So I definitely cheer for the Penguins, and Nice to see Nathan McKinnon doing so well, all these other young guys that are coming up. But um, my team is definitely St. Louis. Um, which, um, I'm a big fan of Jake Allen and, and uh, David Alexander, who I trained with for a lot of years growing up, and I still look to him for the mentorship thing. He, uh, he's the goaltending coach for St. Louis, so um, I have to cheer for my guys. So they're, uh, they're doing great things out there. 
No, they definitely are. I mean, last year going from last place to the Stanley Cup, nothing to snub your nose at. And then obviously doing well again this year without Vlad Tarasenko. So, you know, they're, they're actually humming. I'm wondering for you, I ask everybody this that I've had on so far, um, what does it look like for you to getting back? What, what makes it feel safe for you and your mind, Carly, to get back to the, the rink, get back to practicing, and get back with your team? What ideal situation would have to be in place for, for you to feel 100% out there? Um, do you mean in terms of in terms of the virus? Itself? Yeah, in, in terms of COVID nineteen, yeah. Oh yeah, I think um, I mean hopefully there'll be some sort of measures put in place. Um, I mean hopefully soon enough there'll be a vaccine. I mean this is just so tough. I think it's just been so long since we've seen or anything like this. Um, but I, I don't. This is my own personal opinion, but I, I really don't think that people will feel one hundred percent safe until there is a vaccine. Um, and, and that's a scary thing, I think, but uh, I really hope that, that there is hockey this fall and um, that something is able to happen to, to prevent any more of this spread of the virus and um, we're still able to compete and, and do the sports that we love. No, definitely. Well, uh, you know, you hear a lot of people during quarantine talking about how they've kind of slacked off and haven't been keeping up with things they usually keep up with. For yourself, how are you keeping mentally sharp? And how are you keeping everything ready to go for the drop of the hat when they say, hey, we're ready to go, come on out? The biggest thing, I think, is just having a routine. Um, so I, uh, it's not, I, I try not to have a super strict schedule because this is a time um, I'm finishing up classes and um, I'll be graduated hopefully this time next week. Um, so my biggest thing is just trying to keep a routine in the morning. So um, I try to get out every morning and shoot pups. Um, so I'm trying to shoot 100 pucks every day. So um, it's a pretty, it's a decent number, but it gets me up and moving. And then I get into a workout, um, get a nice breakfast in. But having that routine every day has been really good for my own mental health, and I think for my improvement as an athlete. It's just good to stay on schedule, stay, stay in shape, and kind of keep those things sharp. But uh, I'm trying to trying to keep learning and uh, find some little projects that I can put together so I can just keep getting better at my game. No, definitely. I will. I got to ask, are you studying anybody in the NWHL that you're looking forward to facing? And the second part to that is, are there people you're looking forward to going up against uh, during your NWHL career? Yeah, for sure. And uh, <laughs> the first uh, the first one that pops in my head is Teresa Venasova. So we just finished our four years together at Maine, and she's an, an absolute force on the ice. She's an elite player. And uh she just uh, got drafted by Boston, the Boston Flyers. So um, I'm pretty excited to face off against her because I've always had her on my end of the rink, so that's been nice. But um, it'll be a fun showdown <laughs> between the Black Bears and uh, when we get to play against Boston. And then um, a couple of my friends play for uh, the Rivers, so uh, Kaylee Hutchinson and Mallory Rushton. So Kaylee Hutchinson was my roommate my freshman year at Maine. So uh, we're pretty close. And then Mallory is also... Um, a local athlete, so her and I just live um, down the street from each other. So it'll be pretty fun to have a little bit of an amateur uh, face-off, and that'll be that'll be sweet. <laughs> no, a little bit of local rivalry is never a bad thing. Um, for yourself, going into camp with the Buffalo Buttes, um, do you feel you have the starting job locked up? Is that something you're looking at, or have they told you anything yet? Um, yeah, they told me a few things, and you know, I have my own ideas, but. Ultimately, as, as a goaltender, you need to show up uh, no matter what, what's told. Um, it's easy for, for any team, I think, to say, you know, 
you probably aren't going to start, or you are going to start, or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, you show up to camp ready to go. And if you're not, then you're not going to be playing. So um, my mentality is just, uh, I'm just sticking to the plan. I just stick to the process. Um, I know that I'm going to come in sharp. Uh, I'm going to put the work in all summer so that when I get in there, um, at camp, I, I have full confidence in my preparation, and I'll be ready to go for sure. No, 100%. Well, I have to ask you, you know, there's a lot of young gals out there who are aspiring to be hockey players and like to play hockey and want to be involved in the game. Um, for yourself coming up, what was something that you focused on and something that you kept in mind to propel yourself forward? You know, something you would just keep telling yourself to make sure you took the next step and, you know, didn't let everything deter you from what you wanted to accomplish in your hockey goals? Um, yeah. I think uh, the first thing that pops in my head is honestly just to have fun and enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of adversity, I think, um, growing up as, as, a, as a female athlete in general. And I, there's millions of stories, I think, from um, so many female athletes across the world about how um, it's, it's a challenge because it's, it's still in, in transition and there's, um, there's just differences between the men's and women's game right now. So um, being a female athlete isn't always or wasn't always encouraged and it's isn't always in every situation. So um, when those things happen, I think, or any kind of adversity, I think, the biggest thing is just remember why you're doing it. Like, do you enjoy being on the ice? Do you enjoy being on a team? Do you like scoring goals or saving pucks or whatever that is? Um, and just kind of remembering that when things get kind of tough. Um, I think that that's definitely, even now, still drives me forward um, as, as a 22-year-old. So um, just remembering what you enjoy most about the game and enjoying that every single day because I think that's something that's really special. No, that's that's absolutely awesome. I mean, that message needs to be propelled forward because you know there's a lot of gals who who get into hockey, and, and my daughter's the same right now, where there isn't a lot of girls her age who are playing, and she's nervous to go play with the boys, and she doesn't want to. And you know, I keep telling her the same thing you just said. You know, do you enjoy being out there? Do you enjoy playing? You know, you enjoy shooting the puck. Do you, you know, all those little things? And it's just you want to make sure it's positive reinforcement the entire way. And I think as the game grows which it should by leaps and bounds. Um, the NWHL is taking great steps to do that. Um, you know, more and more, I think it'll be easier and the leagues will get better and bigger. Um, for yourself, um, coming back to, to Nova Scotia as a whole, what would you like to see Nova Scotia do in terms of growing, um, you know, young girls and women's hockey in general? I think just getting girls involved. I think um, a, big, a big thing I, I would like to see is is um, exposure. I mean, it's not very often that you see even a even a college game played played on TV or anything like that. But any time, like at least in my experience, where young girls have got a chance to see um, elite level um, females playing hockey, like especially at the college level, like, they always have a very positive experience. Uh, but I find that it's, it's certainly grown a lot in the NCAA since, since I started in terms of exposure, in terms of broadcasting things like that and getting people to games. Um, but I'd like to see more of that grow out here out, out east. Like, there's so much talent here, and I think um, getting young girls to see that and, and to look up to these women and say, oh, my God, that could be me, or um, I want to learn how to do that, or I want to play for that team too, is, is really where it all starts, and, and that's how the game is going to keep growing. It's made leaps and bounds in the past 10 years even. Um, so really just inspiring the next generation and, and helping this sport grow even more is uh, where it's all at. No, I can't wait for it to keep growing. 
Um, you know, like I said, the expansion to Toronto for the NWHL is huge. That's a large market to, to grab a foothold in. I think this year, once everything gets back to normal after the COVID-19 and we have some sort of vaccine, I think this year will really take off and there'll be a lot to watch and a lot of fun things going on. Um, I hope it gets promoted the way that it should. And uh, I definitely hope that I can get you back on when the season's rolling. Talk about some games, talk about who you like getting shot against so far and everything like that. But I want to say congratulations on getting drafted third overall by the Buffalo Buttes. Congratulations as well as uh, finishing up school and graduating there as well. That is amazing. Um, And I cannot wait to see the Buffalo Buttes on the ice and watch everything going on this season. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Not a worries. Well, thank you very much, Carly, for taking the time. It was a little bit of a, a mismatch on the connections, but we got it done, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you down the line. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks again. Not a worries. Talk soon. All right, so as you heard it, that is the third overall pick in the NWHL entry draft to the Buffalo Buttes. That is Carly Jackson, goaltender extraordinaire. Be sure to check her out when everything resumes with the NWHL and the Buffalo Buttes. It is an amazing league. You need to watch these amazing women put on their skill and make sure you're tuning into each and every game, giving it the support, helping growing games, getting out to events, and making sure your presence is known around women's hockey. All right, guys, this has been a great chat. Take it easy. That's Offside Hockey Talk for today. 